Hey everyone, um, we are back um, with another episode. Um, sorry, it's been a while, but yeah, we really need to start. Getting yeah, um, our, pre- our, our last episode was on the fourth of April. Wow, <laughs> that's <laughs> but, 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 yeah, but we have uh, been busy. Um, yeah, it's been uh, busy for both of us, hasn't it? You know. Yeah, but um, you know, we will, we will try and have a more consistent schedule. But it's going to take some time. But we're back. Episode number twenty-one is, and we discuss. Right. Yeah, and we're discussing um, four habits of emotionally intelligent people. So, we're sticking within mental health. Yeah. But but with this article we're going to explore, so... So, basically, basically an excerpt is... As a psychologist, I work with a lot of people who want to improve their emotional intelligence. But despite all the inspiring podcasts and YouTube videos they consume, they still struggle with it. They get lost in spirals of worry and anxiety. They get judgmental with themselves for, for how they feel. They fall into self-sabotage as soon as they start moving forward. The problem is emotional intelligence comes from consistent habits, not inspiring ideas. And that is true. You know? Yeah. You know, I mean, I I sabotage myself on a on a daily on a daily basis. Mm. You know, like, yeah. am I doing what I'm, is what I'm doing good enough? Am I, you know, the person I want to be? Am I whatever the case, whatever the case may be? I inevitably, in some way, sabotage, sabotage that. Yeah. And I'm not even, and I don't, and I'm not even, and I'm not realizing, and I'm not recognizing the fact that I'm doing it because it's subconscious, and it's a cycle, and you know, I do watch um, podcasts or. But I view the podcasts I listen to aren't exactly aren't the inspiring kind, which I think he's all about. But you know, even if I, I think, yeah, it's, but it's, it's, it's like you know when you when you listen to podcasts, inspiring podcasts, and um, you try and take their advice. These podcasts are great because what it does is it inspires you. That's because somebody else is doing it. And it's important to have role models. So when this person comes your role model, you then look up to them. And then you want to achieve things similar to them. 
not the same as them, similar to them, that one could achieve something to be a that world world championship wrestler. Right? You could do something similar by achieving uh, a blog post that has a certain amount of views, about a thousand something views. And all of a sudden, a lot of people are reading it. The reason why that's similar is because they're both goals. You know, it doesn't have to be hugely similar. It can be just similar in the sm smallest, minute way. You've achieved the goals such as he did. A sportsman can inspire an artist. It's called goals, it's ambition, it's passion. It's like saying, if I can do it, you can. We're all people. That's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. And we all can achieve things that we want to achieve. But the problem is, it comes within ourselves, these negative impacts that we have on ourselves, the things we tell ourselves, the things we communicate to ourselves. Oh, you're not good enough. Oh, you're a piece of shit. Oh, you never be like them. And you're like, I never said I wanted to be like them. But your mate, but for some reason, this inner critic, as they're called, this inner demon that has this voice that makes you think, it, are they right though? Are they right? I think they are right because this is me talking, but it's not really, it is just talking, but at the same time, it isn't. It's, it's our subconscious. It's our. I wouldn't say. I mean, it's kind of like an ego, isn't it? It's just you. Do, you always have to do better. You always have to do better. But why do we always have to do better? Why is it that thing that we've done good enough for that certain day? Why does something always have to be better when we at that time when we tried our best? That's the best we could do at that moment. But when we look back at it, when we've done it, we think we look at it and go, yeah, it could be better. And then we just end up, you know, downplaying what we've done for the past hours by criticising our own work. I mean, human beings are just... <laughs> we're just really... We're just ridiculous. We don't give ourselves enough credit. We never have given ourselves enough credit. Um, I mean, come on. I mean, we, we all do it. We all we never give ourselves enough credit. Um, my my therapist, she's really really good. She's brilliant. Uh, she said to me, I mean, she's basically trying to tell me, look, you know, you need to appreciate yourself more. You're always picking the the nitpicking on yourself. You you need to start learning how to. Thank you, thank yourself, you know. And this is what she said she said, when you do the dishes, you know, if somebody else did the dishes, you'll thank them, but when you do them, you don't appreciate it. Why is that? Because we think it's ridiculous because we are appreciating ourselves for doing dishes. Oh, it's just some mundane chore. Well, not really. 
We just say that, say it is. And for some reason, we think it's pathetic that we're appreciating ourselves. We think it's self-centered and egotistical. But why is that? It's not, is it? It's not. It's just learning to respect yourself and self-love. Love yourself, you know? And I think he's right what the body's saying, the writer. I've followed him on Medium, by the way. He's got some really good stuff on there. Um, he's right what he says, you know? I think we need to learn so many things that will help us in the long run to become, have more self-esteem. Yeah, it's like, <clears throat> it's like, he obviously goes on to say that, obviously, more thinking isn't always a good thing. It's, no, it's not. And often it's the very thing. You know that. <laughs> yeah, making us, making us miserable. Okay. Um, most of us grew up being taught to think long and hard. From yeah. the time we can talk, we're told to think before you speak. Mm-hmm. Well, that's me, folks. Um, we get we get the praise and attention for thinking hard and doing well in school. Mm-hmm. That's societal, yeah. And as adults, our success at work largely depends on our ability to think carefully and creatively. Yep. But that's but that's dependent on the environment you're around. You're in, workwise. Yeah, but he's talking about work in general. Yeah. Um, he's talking about in general, not specific roles. Yeah. He's talking about the average working day, the average working person. Not everybody has freelance work. Everybody, the majority of the human population works in an office. They work in an office or an establishment that has management and bosses that will look at your efforts and see you as a good worker. Yeah. Um, Like me, for instance. Yeah. Um, But while our instinct to think more and think harder serves serves us well most of the time, there are still a lot of situations when more thinking makes things worse. It does. Yeah. Because we can always... Because when we think... When we think... When we think of something, right? It's like... It's like your magnifying glass, isn't it? You know, you... You see something on the floor. I mean, we're thinking all the time. We're thinking all the time. This is the magic of magic of our minds. We're thinking all the time. The moment we walk out the house, we are uh, we are surveying the area if it's safe. We do it automatically. Our brains protect us without us even knowing it. That's the magic of it. We don't even know that our brain is processing this stuff. Again, it's what my other, my again, it's what my therapist said to me. Our brains are in constant processing mode yeah. to see what's safe and see what isn't. You said to me that when you walk into an area that that is crowded, you look for the exit. Yeah, your brain, your brain is constantly processing safety it's incredible yeah, and it's like, it's like a map. yeah and when we don't know it it's still doing it you know it because you can feel it but yeah. but 
there's times when you don't know it's happening and and this is that this is the magic of it it's like so when when we're thinking right we it's like a magnifying glass isn't it a thought yeah. a thought starts off like that and then you put the magnifying glass on it and then all of a sudden this small little issue can turn into something huge and we yeah, see all the little little gaps and little problems we're like wait that's what thinking does it unleashes all of these things that may not be possible but because we're over because we're thinking for too long about this one little thing it makes us think that it's bigger than it actually is but it's not it's just as telling ourselves it is it always exactly. happens yeah and that's why people that's why people halt in development and halt in progression because they get scared but really what is there to be afraid of people don't say you only live once for no reason for there's a reason why people say you only live once it's because we do we only live once so why be why be afraid what what's what is this inside our heads that is telling us to be afraid i mean that's but, the, again that's it yeah but even but even within that statement right there you we only have one life to live but there'll be that, that, there'll be that's people awesome. that's who will be like people shit themselves yeah they'll be like that's oh, oh they'll off. be too afraid sure. Yeah. That I'm not leaving the house now because I might get yeah. run over by a bus. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm staying indoors because yeah. I don't want to get run over. You're like, well, what makes yeah. you think you're going to get run over? It only takes a car to mount the curb. Well, you're never going to mm. leave the house then. I know, it's better safe than here. Well, what if your house falls down? That's not going to happen. Well, what makes you well, think I the car's going to mount the What makes, the, what makes right. you think that what makes you think a car's going to mount the curb? Well, it could yeah. happen. You know when, you know when people get like that, and you know, it's like then you're getting getting it's getting like, into it's like a it's a phobia, yeah, isn't it? you're getting into, into the laws of um, you're getting into oh what is it, law of um, something, whatever law of attraction. Yeah, but like when and. It, and irrational worry is spinning through your mind. Thinking more about that worry rarely fixes anything. Which it doesn't. And it makes you feel more anxious. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> we know when that. you're lying in bed at 2am, not oh. sleeping, <laughs> thinking more about why you're not sleeping, it's only going to keep... But That's I don't... True. But, yeah, but... In, yeah, but in my situation, I don't think about not about sleeping when I can't sleep. You're just thinking about anything. Yeah, because I can't switch off. <laughs> exactly. But I can yeah. understand where it's coming from. Yeah. Um. Once you've reflected on a mistake and tried to learn from it... Sorry, let me, let me interrupt you. Um, you know when I've got to get up early for, up for work, right? Yeah. And I wake up early and I look at the clock. Right. And I'm like, it's only one o'clock in the morning. I've got five hours. I need to sleep. Yeah. And I'm there like, I can't sleep. I need to get to sleep. Yeah. 
and I'm trying to nod off. It's like you can't force yourself to sleep. No. But I'm like this. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not even asleep yet. Oh fuck's sake! It's half one now. Half an hour's passed. How did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> so, it's a pain in the ass. Um, <laughs> we can't make ourselves go to sleep. No, because you're That's letting your no, because it's got to happen. Yeah, it's got. You got to let it happen. Unfortunately, um, ruminating on it over and over again will only make you feel miserable. I don't think miserable is the right word, but I can. But again, I can see. Yeah, you've got to use something else. Yeah, but I think it means ratty. Yeah, like irritable and <clears throat> you know touchy and someone says something to you, you tie you go fuck off. Yeah, that's right. Joke, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not in the mood. All right. Yeah, that's why I keep. Come on, man. Yeah. Come on, take a joke. Look. That's why when I wake up, I want to be left alone. Don't talk to me. Let me wake up first. Let me get my bearings. Let me orientate myself. And then, when I'm ready to talk, I'll let you know. Until then, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> because I because I have no sense of humour when I wake up. No, you, I'm no. I'm dead inside. Well, I remember. I remember when you. I remember you a few times when you woke up, and um, yeah, you're not. Yeah, just just no. leave you alone. I'm <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm dead inside, literally and figuratively. Like, just leave me alone. Thinking hard is a tool, and like any tool, it can be used without a poorly. Emotionally intelligent people understand when a situation can benefit from more thinking, and when it and when it will only make things worse. Yeah, that is true because I've, that's something I need to work on. <clears throat> yeah. Of course, simply understanding whether more thinking is the right tool for the job isn't enough. As anyone who struggles with chronic worry, self-doubt, or perfectionism, understand sometimes oh, it's really hard to stop thinking. That is, that is a hor- That's a monster. Perfectionism. That is just... Oh, my God. I can't even describe what that feels like. I hate... I, that stuff I hate. Nothing's ever good enough. Nothing's ever good enough. That's yeah. the problem. This makes sense. Most of us trained for years to keep thinking, even when it's hard, but a few of us were, were ever trained on how to stop thinking. Well, how can you not? Really? That's the problem. Exactly. It's like, you know, it's like, it's like when people say, oh, you've got, oh, you've got, oh, You've got to find a balance. I'm like, well, how do you find a balance between thinking? Well, that's the thing about overthinking, isn't it? Well, well, yeah. You can train yourself to not overthink, so therefore you can stop yourself from thinking more. And if you can stop yourself from thinking more, you can stop your thoughts. So you can stop start thinking less. 
So there's a way, but it's just how. <laughs> how? How? Yeah, how? How do you bloody do that? I mean, God I know, sake. I know how. Just turn me into a zombie. Turn me into a fucking manless zombie. Well, With no brain function. That's what I'm thinking. Um, the ability to steer your mind away from unhelpful thinking is one of the most powerful ways to improve your emotional, emotional intelligence and happiness. Fyodor Dostoevsky, uh, Dostoevsky, I don't, I don't know if he's, this is one of his quotes, uh, but to think too much, to think too much is a disease. So is anything. But if you're not thinking, but again, if we're not thinking, how are we supposed to process? How are we supposed to be creative? Yeah, but it's like thinking too much. <laughs> thinking too much costs us dearly, doesn't it? It's like, say if you are in an important football game, right? Hear me out. And you had the ball. You was running at the opposition on a counter-attack, right? You look up, there's two options, right? You're the, you're the playmaker. You just intercepted the ball. You're running at the other team. <clears throat> 4v4. The striker, the wingers. Who are you going to choose? Or you can have a shot yourself. You're getting closer and closer to the 16-yard box. What are you going to do? Shoot yourself? Are you good enough? Or shall I pass the ball? Sooner or later, the ball is took off you. Where did that come from? All of a sudden, a guy is sliding into you and the ball's off you. Why did that happen? Well, that is by... Thinking That's team. because... You, you don't know yeah. what to do. You're not picking a choice. You're not picking a choice. You've got three players. You're the fourth man. You can go yourself or you can pick one. You can pick one of them. What are you gonna do? You need to you need to you need to pick oh shit, the ball's gone. The manager's screaming at you. What are you doing? The striker is like, oh my gosh, and the wingers are just looking at you like what what are you playing at? Yeah. And the guy that's just crunched you. <coughs> has got up, ran off with the ball while you're on the floor going, for fuck's sake. <laughs> when you think too much, that's what the force yeah. do to you. They, they tackle you and that's your ambition gone. That's your passion yeah. gone. You know, we don't... Hi, Dawn. Hope you're well. Hi, Dawn. It's been a long, been a, been a, been a long while. Hope you're well. It's been a while since you've said anything. Yeah, I th yeah, I think she's been a bit busy with stuff, yeah. trying to keep herself occupied. Um, we're talking about emotional intelligence, Dawn. Um, 
So, going on to number two, accepting painful emotions. Yay. It's natural to run, it's natural to run away. Uh, for painful feelings, but that only makes them stronger in the end. Yeah, because we're trying to ignore them. The human Feeling brain is... The human brain is a learning machine, and it's, it's especially especially sensitive to what you teach it. Specifically, how you react, how you react to things. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a bit tongue-tied. I've been speaking a lot. Um, especially emotionally charged things. Teaches your brain what to think about those things in the future. For example, suppose you go hiking on a new on a new trail. I like this example. But halfway through the hike, you decide it's too dangerous, too dangerous of a hike, and go back home. You've taught your brain that the trail is dangerous, which means if you decide to go hiking there again in the future, you're going to feel some anxiety about it. Naturally enough, right? Well, the same thing happens with the way we respond to eternal things like our emotions. Mm-hmm. If you consistently try to escape your grief by using alcohol or drugs, you're teaching your brain that grief and sadness are dangerous. Now you're anxious about grieving. <laughs> okay? Yep. If you immediately try to calm yourself down at any, t- any time you feel anxious, you're teaching your brain that it's bad to feel anxious. Now you're going to become anxious about getting anxious. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's true. Like, it's like reading a fucking poem. Got flipping wings. <laughs> People are just mentally ill, aren't they? We are. God. That's awesome, Don. Doing a dawn for survivors. Post it on the group. I'd like to see. Yeah. Uh... But yeah, it's true, though, isn't it? it... Wow. Yeah. Well, the more you keep in contact with the um, doctor, the better, Dawn, to keep to keep checking you. Um. But it's like, so I'm getting anxious about overthinking about getting anxious. Like, mm. okay. Yeah, I mean, you can't win. It's just, <laughs> I mean, for fuck's sake. It's like, oh, it's like, you know. Um, it's a pain in the ass, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Emotionally intelligent people understand that just because something feels bad doesn't mean it is bad. Yeah. No, it just means that our fight, uh, our fight or fight senses are going off like mad. Yeah, because we're anxious. Yeah. <laughs> um, just, just because your muscles are sore after a workout doesn't mean there's something wrong. And yeah, you true. should never work out again. Well, there yeah. is a limit, but yes, I understand. Well, just go over the top of your dick. <laughs> <laughs> Similarly, 
Just I'm because you feel I'm yeah. left 50 kilograms. Yeah, yeah good, well done. Yeah. Call me on. Oh, shit. <laughs> Just because you feel... An- yeah. Just because you feel anxious about speaking in public doesn't mean public speaking is dangerous. And you should avoid it in the future. Mm-hmm. But more than just understanding this difference, emotionally intelligent people train themselves to react to painful emotions with acceptance, not avoidance. Yeah. Well, again, yeah, yeah. Well, again, if you want to move on in a healthy way, you have to find some way of accepting it. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? But that's, that's that's but it's hard. Yeah, because it's it's like. You know, it's like it's like repenting. You know, yeah, you're seeking you're seeking closure. You know what I mean? And um, you see it in films where something's happened, and the character gets closure that because that certain thing has bothered them for years. Yeah. Um sometimes that's not possible because sometimes it's yourself years ago and you can't go back to yourself years ago. <clears throat> so you can't go back to the past. I mean I've said it millions and millions of times, you know, I'm gonna sound like a broken record, but I'll say it again, you know, I regret the past I had because I felt like I wasted my 20s. And because I feel like I wasted my 20s, I am, you know, I regret a lot of it because I didn't feel like I could have, I could have done more. I feel like I could have done more, but I didn't. Um, But accepting that, and moving on from that will be the key of me healing from it. I'm learning. I'm getting there slowly with the help of my therapist, with the help of myself. Um, I was learning to meditate. I, well, I am trying to, I want to get back to it because it's a, it's, it's a brilliant, I did find this little spot, you know, the Riveline. Where we went and laid and sat down and spoke. Oh yeah, did that episode. Yeah. Well, I did. I, I meditate there. I've meditated there, and it's amazing. So we both should go there together one day and meditate together. Yeah. Ooh. So, but learn how to accept your past. And accept what you've done. You, you're learning to be compassionate to yourself and go, yeah, okay, that's what's happened, and I can't do anything about it now. That's it. Which it's easier said than done. Isn't it? Always <coughs> easier said than done. It's yeah, always easier same. than you think. Exactly. Um, 
that that's amazing, Don. Um, let's hope that they keep listening. She's come a long way, hasn't she? Yeah. Um, advocate for people. Advocate for people that need it. Yeah. Um, well done, Don. Yeah, well done. Um, inspired by people, that are inspired yeah. by people. Veronica took a labour, quote, emotional pain cannot kill you, but winning from it can. That's true. Yeah. Handling mistakes with compassion. Self-criticism is really helpful and almost always makes it harder to move on. From an early age, most people grow up believing that being tough on themselves is the only way to succeed and improve in life. We tell ourselves that if we don't study harder, we'll fail and not get into a good good college. We tell ourselves that if we don't suck it up and push through, our coach will think we're lazy and we won't get to play. We tell ourselves that if we keep acting awkward, no one is going to want to hang out with us. In other words, we get in the habit of self-critical negative self-talk because we think it, it will motivate us to be better in the future. But here's the thing. Self-criticism gives the illusion of motivation. But in the end, all it does is discourage you. Being self-critical after a mistake feels productive because you feel like you're doing something, but that habit of negative self-talk is disastrous in the long run because it keeps you feeling anxious, insecure and full of self-doubt. If you want to become more emotionally intelligent, you must avoid the self-criticism, self-criticism trap. Instead of beating yourself up after a mistake as a fake form of motivation, Try this. Okay, let's see what you've got for us. Acknowledge the mistake for it is. Accept that you are helpless to change that, the past. Focus on what you can actually control move, moving forward. In other words, what if you changed your self-criticism habit into a self-compassion habit? Mm-hmm. Or as I like to call it, self-love. Simply means treating yourself after a mistake like you would treat a friend. With kindness and encouragement. But there but there's but there's a snag because I interpret kindness and encouragement as self love because it's direct because it's the only way I can accept love for myself. Yeah. So that's how I do it. Um, okay. yeah, clearly he has a point, yeah, but again, that's but again, that's hard because it's all hard, it's all difficult because you do something great and it's like, yeah, and you think like it's shit, on to right? one. Yeah, yeah, but we never, we never, you know, I went to the gym last night, yeah, no, I saw um, a little clip Oh, me working out, yeah. Yeah, I was doing my, uh, yeah, my Pilates and stuff, and uh, well, I posted a new one on there. Um, 
And so what, what, what the guy, what, so his name's Alex Crockford. I, I tagged him. Very good fitness instructor. And also I use Sean V Fitness. <clears throat> They're both on YouTube. And he's, I've been using him for years. So yeah, he's great. But Alex Crockford at the end of his, Oh, Sorry. Just to let you guys know, I'm, uh, I sent you a message, didn't I? I my gold tooth took out. Yeah. And I'm knackered because of all the anaesthetic that was pumped into me. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, it started to wear off now, but I'm a bit woozy. Um, it is often hard, Dawn, because it's like, you know, so what Alex Crockford said, right, is after the workout, it was the cool down session. And he said, take this time to appreciate what you achieved. You you did you did this. Don't just think that you've got to go on to the next thing. You've done it, you worked hard, you've achieved something. Give yourself appreciation for that. And he was right. Because I was laying down on the floor dead. Literally. I was sweating my arse off. <coughs> I was breathing heavily. I was laying spread out on the floor. I was fucked. I was so tired because of that workout. But I did it. I achieved it. And I just had this smile on my face thinking, he's right. He's actually right. I did this. I worked at this. I achieved this. And that's what self-compassion is. It's being thankful to yourself, loving yourself, encouraging yourself, cheering, being your own cheerleader. When you feel low, it's the most important moment to know how to try and be compassionate to yourself because when we feel low, we're at our, we're at our, we're at, obviously, we're at, we're at our most vulnerable. Yeah. When we're feeling low, and that's when we start to harm ourselves more, whether it's physically or mentally. You know? <coughs> <coughs> yeah, I um. I completely, oh, for fuck's sake, yeah, agree. Um, he then goes on to, the heart of, emo, of emotional intelligence is the ability to subordinate your feelings to your values. Subordinate my feelings to my values, but aren't my feelings the most authentic part of who I am? Nonsense. There's nothing inherently special or authentic about emotions relative to any other part of your experience. Think about it. Is your feeling of desire for that bag of potato chips? Well, it's all going to be about fucking crap. Or authentic than your desire to be healthy and fit. Well, you can be be both. Yeah, yeah, but it's just... just Yeah, I know what he's saying, yeah. Is your yeah. feeling of anxiety and self-doubt more authentic than the evidence that you've given presentations like this dozens of times? 
and they've always been well received. Rather than now, personally, um, it was sort of feeling of excitement at being flirted. You've got interviews, aren't you? Yeah. Um, like a we'll get out to that in a minute. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's me just, that's me just, I think it's a lot of talk about that there. Is your feeling of excitement at being flirted at by that attractive co-worker more authentic than your commitment to your marriage? For well, the purposes of this... Mm, let's suppose I'm married. No. Because if I married someone, you know... I'm not going to flirt with anyone else. But yeah, so that's your answer. That's good. Yeah. Here's the thing about feelings. Your feelings will get you into trouble just as often as they will help you. <laughs> well, don't I know it? <laughs> yeah. Just look at my, my past relationship. Oh, for fuck's sake. Let's not go with this. Now, she nearly ended our yeah. friendship. Now, I'm not saying feelings are bad or that you shouldn't consider them. I'm a psychologist, of course. I think you should care about what you're feeling. When you're walking down a dark alley at midnight and suddenly feel afraid because you hear rapid footsteps behind you, the fear could be very helpful. Yeah, because you get the fuck out of there. Yeah. I, I would. I'd leg it. And if you see flipping It, the clown... Fuck off. ...standing at the other end, like in the film, oh... <laughs> No. No. The problem <laughs> the problem is when you get into the habit of making decisions based exclusively on how you feel, if you only take on new projects at work when you feel confident, you'll never grow and probably miss out on some amazing opportunities. Yeah, if you never bring up difficult issues with your spouse because you're afraid of how they'll respond, those problems will only fester and get worse. Yeah. If you only go to the gym when you feel excited and motivated, <laughs> you'll never get in shape. Yeah, that's, that's. I couldn't be bothered to go to the gym, but I still went and I felt yeah. great. Be skeptical, be skeptical of your feelings when they conflict with your values. To become more emotionally intelligent, people train yourself to notice conflicts between feelings and values. And then ask yourself a simple question. What do I really want right now? If it helps, try to get in the habit of thinking about little W wants and capital W wants. Are things like the pleasure of tasting a candy bar or the relief from anxiety when you take those first couple of shots of vodka. While not necessarily bad, this whole W wants often distracts us from and interfere with our capital W wants. Couldn't you made a sip couldn't you put this in a simpler way? Fuck's sake. Capital wants are things we want based on our values. I want to be healthy enough to play tag with my grandkids without getting winded or I want to do a high quality work, not just rush through it. If you want to be more emotionally intelligent, practice choosing your values over your feelings. 
Victor Van Gogh, between stimulus and response, there is a... Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, but I hope you are, um, yeah, so, yeah, so, Victor Frankl, his quote was, between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. Mm-hmm. And that's basically um, the article of Four Habits of Emotionally Intelligent People. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, What's the name? Nick Wicknell. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. yeah. So shout um, out to him. He was very good. Yeah. I really liked that article. Really liked it. Follow yeah, him on that... Twitter. Follow him on, on Medium. Uh, yeah, what was his that... name again? Nick Wignall. How'd you spell it? N-I-C-K-W-I-G-N-A-L-L. Yeah, follow him on Medium. He's, you know, yeah. Like I said, psychologist, clinical. Um, and, uh, yeah. Obviously... You probably only had like a limited like time frame or whatever, but obviously that an article like that will obviously go more in depth. But it's a good article. I'll link it down in the the description. Um, but yeah, you wanted to um ask me about what was it again? Yeah, you've had a lot of yeah, you've had a lot of interviews, haven't you? Uh, chalk and cheese, um, uh, bloody hell, the bodybuilder, um, Raiden, Danny Raiden was first, Danny Raiden was my first and one, did. and then you had one with that Michelle Rodriguez, no, Michelle Torres, Michelle Torres, Michelle Rodriguez, that's an actress, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I won't mind having an interview with her. Yeah. Um, probably kick my ass there. Uh, yeah, Michelle Torres, well, she interviewed you. Yeah. Uh, then you did uh, Chalk and Cheese, didn't you? Yeah. So, how um, was the... You got another yeah, one? I, I did Chalk and Cheese, and then... Um, and then I did, um, another interview last Friday with a, um, an, with an award-winning poet, Isabel Askew. Okay. Um, I... Yes, she's an award-winning poet, author, musician, uh, yeah, um, that went really well. Um, Haven't you got 
Haven't you got another another one coming up? I interviewed someone from In Sleep Britain earlier on. Yeah. Oh, have you already done it? Yeah, I did it earlier at half twelve. Um, I asked and Tracy Mannigan. Wow. Um, oh, oh. So I did that. Well, it's, that's uh, that's different for you. You're not really a fan of them, are you? No, I'm not. And, so, I, was, <laughs> and, and I was very, and I was very clear from the start that I don't Where's like. So less, she wasn't as balanced as she normally is. Let's put it that way. For once, she actually interesting. For you to, interesting for you to interview her there. Getting mm. off, give me a fucking headache though. But anyway, um, is Yeah. What did, you talk, what did you talk about? What was the questions? I would ask. I would ask her the questions, and I. Did my re- I did my research, right? And I, you know, go back and forth with her, but it's kept, but it's kept doing what she was doing, like denying and saying all lies are lies. You know, she kept condescending me. I like to keep my hand out to back my tongue because I want to keep it somewhat professional. She kept saying, oh, she kept calling me darling, sweetheart, and I'm like, really? To myself, you have to condescend me. So anyway, but yeah, that was over. Um, tomorrow I've got an interview at eight pm with Just Up Oil. Tomorrow night at eight pm, uh, and then Just Up Oil. Um, they're like they're like they're another group, a bit like. East Lake Britain. Just stop oil. Yeah. Okay. So I've got that tomorrow night. Is it a bit of a theme here? <laughs> yeah. Interviewing, um, interviewing climate activists. But quite political, isn't it? Yeah. A little bit. Um, and then. On Friday, I'm interviewing um, Got Any More Pixels. Oh, yeah, you like him, don't you? Yeah. So I'm going to be interviewing them on Friday. Um, so, yeah. Um, the Chalk and Cheese one um, went really well, and... Well, the start wasn't, was it? I've watched quite a bit of it, and no, because I'm because um because um I thought they messed up their sound, but I because I thought they messed up their sound, but it was me. Oh no! Because I had the wrong settings. Don't know. Um, but yeah, that went really well. Um, I'm gonna be going. I'm gonna be. Guesting on their podcast at some point. Yeah. To um, discuss um, good old Jimmy Savile. 
Oh shit! What? What? Chalk and cheese? Yeah, I'm gonna Jesus. go in here at some point. Bloody hell! Um, I mean, um, because so talking what are you gonna research? What are you, what are you gonna research about that? No, they're gonna. There's there's been a, a new documentary done about Jim Savile. Oh, they're reinvestigating it or something, and they're and they're okay. going to cover it or some cover it at some point. And they asked me if I wanted to come on with that, come on that with them, and I said yeah. That's gonna but, be interesting. Um, yeah, but chalk and cheese are mainly a music podcast. They interview unsigned artists. Okay. Um, they're going to um Switzerland in June. Switch what? Switch. They're going over. They're going out to Switzerland in June. Switch. Switzerland. Switch. Switzerland. Oh, they're going to Switzerland. Okay. Yeah, in June with with um an artist that they interviewed. Um. Cool. And so yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm, that's what I mean. Obviously, I'm doing. Um, I'm also doing like um, a six or seven parter on the age of fear. Yeah. But we can also, but we of uh, my podcast. But we can obviously like discuss that um, one documentary on its own when we get around to it. Yes, yeah, um, it looks interesting. Yeah, but yeah, I've been like contacting potential guests, you know, and so far it's been working out. So that's what I've been so doing. It's, yeah, it's 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 kind of like um, you know. It's kind of like what you said with uh, Danny Redden, isn't it? It's like it's just a shot in the dark. Yeah. Uh, see what happens, and you know, just just give it a try. See what they say. The the people at the end of the day, and they can only say yes or no. Yeah, it's like I reached out to who have I reached out to lately? I emailed. <clears throat> um, two or three artists. Um, music, music, music artists. Uh, one of them is um, Cody Frost. Um, but obviously. They'll get back to me when they can. Um, I've emailed a model, a model who suffers from vitiligo. What's that? She... Eh? Fight what? Vitiligo. What's that? It's um, it's red. It's it's that um. I don't, I don't want to say it's condition, but it's like it's fatigue is one where your skin changes color. Oh right, okay. Um, oh, I mean, is, she, is she black? 
she black yeah bosses. Um her name I is think... um her name's Arnella. Arnella? Yeah. I think I mean. It's O-N-E-L-L-A. Might not be her I'm thinking of. Yeah, but... Yeah, yeah, I, I know mean, what you mean, though, but yeah. I, know it, I know what you mean. Yeah, I reached out to, to her um, man, manager. Uh, I reached out to a few... CrossFit athletes. Okay. Um, a few body uh, female bodybuilders. Uh, who else? I've reached, I've reached out to some female UFC fighters. Wow. One of them being Chris Cyborg. Oh, I got it there. Um, so, yeah. That would be amazing if they accepted. You know, um, but, you know, it's only a message. It was a decline. Oh, oh well, you know. Yeah. No, no, exactly. You it's know, on Instagram. Like, yeah. Yeah. They um either either message them through obviously DM, or if they or if they have stated their email address, I'll contact. I'll go through that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I reached out to one or, one or two female rugby players as well. So yeah, so that is what you know. I so that's what I've done. Um. And yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm I'm doing I'm doing research into the age of fear. Um, I've already done a part one on a psychiat psychiat psychiatry hospital. Um, I'm doing research into the nurse, um, into the T four. Euthanasia project. Okay. Uh, I'm looking into the cost, into the cost, and figures. Basically, I'm doing a deep dive, and after and I'm and I'm taking a break. That's why when I that's why when I have an interview, it's like a a sense of relief because I can because it doesn't take much to concentrate on that. No, no, you're just talking. Yeah, like even though it takes a lot out of me, but you know. Yeah, it does. I it's mean uncomfortable it, though getting uncomfortable. Though. Yeah, it's like on a Friday's one 
<coughs> I could be speaking. I could. They could. I could be speaking to three of them. Okay. Because there's three. Because there's three guys that do the got any more pixels podcast. Are they quite popular now? People know who people know who they are. They're not. They don't have many many followers, but I I think it's something yeah. that they enjoy. They enjoy. You don't need to be popular. If no, you enjoy, it's it, like, it they are all about retro game, retro great. Oh fuck's sake! They are all about retro games. Yeah. So, got that. So yeah, that's all I've been doing. Yeah, I mean, start with me and Addy, you know. We uh, we've got our podcast and we enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I've got to, I've got to catch up on on anyway. Yeah. I know you don't. I know you've done a Stevens ago. Yeah, above the law. Yeah, we've got more coming out. Uh, got more coming out. Above soon. the law, my ass. We did a Mommy Vice one. Um, the series, not the film. Um, and we've done John Club Van Damme one. Uh, what, Kickboxer? Was... Yep. No, Bloodsport. Bloodsport, oh yeah. <clears throat> yep. Um, we've, uh, let's Bloodsport. Yeah. We've got a lot more coming out. A lot more pre-recorded ones. We've got one we got one being recorded this Saturday. So but we enjoy it, you know. Yeah. We're not I mean I mean no like huge thing to like get it popular. Um because I enjoy it. It's yeah. not really it's not really a thing that's on my mind. Popularity. Exactly. I don't wanna I don't <clears throat> wanna be popular. Um popularity for me is a is poisonous. You know, it doesn't do well for you. Um but considering this YouTube channel, if it does get popular, then great, you know, I'm not gonna complain. We're obviously doing something right, but if it doesn't, I don't care. I don't really care because it's something that I have to do. I love going right to my friend's house. I love having a coffee. I love having a, a laugh. I love talking about things that I'm interested in. Yeah. It's you like, know, it's what you know what I'm... It's what friendship is. And yeah, it's like... I get to do that every Saturday. Exactly. So I do my... I do my... What? Well, my one um, once a week... Or every four to five days, um, but like like you, I do I do fun. Like I just want to have conversations. Yeah. Like you know, like like I like with the one earlier. Yeah, you know, that I. Was it. And I, I was very and I like I was very clear 
in the in the in the intro is that you know regardless of your views or anything, right? Yep. I just said I just said please be respectful because you know and you know so that went as well as expected because uh, to be honest I was half expecting to have the fucking hysterical fucking Tracy that I've seen and you know she wasn't that bad so I'll give her a juice but you know yeah (laughs) but yeah I've got like I said I've got just stop oil tomorrow night, which you'll see how that goes. Um, so yeah, I don't know if pick them, <laughs> but um, I think you like conflict, yes, yeah, I think yeah. that'd be it, wouldn't it? No, yeah, um, I, yeah, but I think that would be it because, um, obviously, you've got to be up early. Yeah. And yeah. I wanna you know um, You wanna get some things. Yeah, I'm gonna um get myself settled and at least uh fucking fall asleep. Um but yeah, I think when you obviously when you have time, I think you should um check out the um interview I did with Isabel Askew. Yeah, well. Oh, I think you. I think you. Eh? You don't need to. Yeah, you can. Well, it's on. It's on my Facebook. It's on the Facebook page as well. Okay. Um. But okay. yeah, I think you like her because um. Yeah, she's won. I think she's won seven or eight awards for her poetry. Um. She has um, she has autism. Okay. Um, she's a climate activist. Um, she's a musician. Uh, and yeah, I think, you know, we got on really well. Um. Yeah. So yeah. Um. Obviously, you know when you have time check that out but yeah that'll be it from us because um, I'm starting to get a bit fucking tired tired Um, (laughs) so yeah it won't be a good good episode if both of us just fell asleep no no I I, um, (laughs) accidentally done I actually I've actually done that once what not on your live stream but I've, but I've I've accidentally done that before when talking to my ex. I thought you meant I thought you went on an interview. No. <laughs> no, if I fell asleep, then that would be a problem. <laughs> no. When I used to be when with my when you did that with Danny Raiden. Well, I don't think she'll be the best, please. No, she won't. No, so where the fuck are you? <laughs> oh, man, you being the shit. Uh, uh, 
Word will get around and say, do not ever do an interview with this guy. He falls asleep. Oh, oh shit. My reputation ruined. I'll be like, what reputation? I'm Granny. Well, no one will in, be in exactly. interviewed by you if you've yeah. fallen asleep. Like, welcome to my channel. You were all right, mate. Yeah, yeah we're a bit tired. Fuck you then. You see, you see live. You just see on live, live bloody broadcast. You talking yourself into bed. Yeah. <laughs> Good night, guys. We going? We're talking. Oh, well, I can't be asked now. No. <laughs> I did yeah, that with, uh, I think that's it now because uh, yeah. it's starting to get a bit delirious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, yeah basically, short version is I did that with my ex once. We were video calling oh. and I just fell asleep. <laughs> listen, if I'm tired and I don't want to fall asleep, I don't have to say this. Listen, if I've told you that I'm tired and you don't listen, I'll fall asleep. But yeah. Yeah. Um, but that'll be finally it. Um, we will try and do another one at some point. Obviously, the next one will be about the age of the documentary. So it may take us a while to fully watch it. Because it is yeah. over an hour. So, but we will be back with that one as soon as we can. But until then, yeah. have a great rest of your week and the, and the following week, and stay I'm safe. Done. Stay safe, everyone. See you soon, and um, look after your mental health. Yeah. See Take you later. Bye.